Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome in to Mozzie and the Muscle. I'm the Muscle, joined by my Groovalicious co-host, Mozzie. Hey, hey, hey. I don't think I've uh, used Groovalicious before. I don't know. I don't think so. I've used Groovy. I've used Fergalicious, but I do not think I've used Fergal... Or, sorry, Groovalicious, <laughs> so... Groovalicious. Fergalerg. We're going to do that one next time. <laughs> but, um... So, yeah, we've got Tampa at Philly. We both have Tampa. Shocker. And, Shocker. uh... Right now, the spread on this game is uh, Tampa by seven in a 52.5 over under. 52.5 to me seems uh, just off the bat a little high for a Thursday night game, but we'll see. Yeah, I think it's part, you know, Bucks have been dominant, and part Philly usually manages some sort of garbage time, or in last week's case, a comeback. So, right. Like Philly, even if they get crushed, they're going to put up some points because they will keep you know, passing a bunch in garbage time. Right. Which I understand why they're at 52. I just, it's a Thursday night game. It's usually not the most uh, sharp that you see a lot of the teams. Yeah. So I wouldn't be shocked if this hit the under. But so as far as how this game is going to play out, um, who who you like in here for this week? Uh, which, which Bucks receiver, I guess, uh, <laughs> do you have an eye on? Because that's always the tough part. All right. Well, Unless it's all of you them. know. I mean, it could be. But <laughs> if I was taking one this week, I would want Chris Godwin. I'm, Chris I'm, Godwin I'm is who there. I would want. All right. Like it. I like it. Um, I don't think the slot play of Philly has been particularly great. Um, C.D. Lamb didn't have, like, a great game against him, but they move him around a lot, so that's mm-hmm. not a whole a whole thing there. Uh, Darius Slay has been playing pretty well. Steven Nelson's a really good number two. Um, but that slot... Little bit vacant there. I'll take uh, Chris Godwin to be the leading wide receiver this week. What about you? Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, they've got Slay. Uh, they have been playing mostly the left side where he's best, I think. And then they've got Nelson on the right. Um, and then, but yeah, in the, in the slot there, they've got Avante Maddox. And uh, Chris Godwin plays most of his time in the slot. Again, everyone moves around still, but Chris Godwin spends about two thirds of his time in the slot where he'll get that easier matchup. So. I'm on board with him there this week, and especially in a game where we saw Philly start to get some pressure last week on Carolina. Obviously, the Bucks' line is better, but you know we, uh, you know, if if Brady's under pressure, I think that could benefit Godwin more in terms of like his route tree. Ooh, definitely. Oh yeah. He's but, just, uh, yeah. He's just. I mean, he's really good. He's one of the best slot receivers in the game. I would like him against most matchups. Yeah. Um. But this isn't essentially. This is just not one where the Bucks have to avoid the slot by any means. Exactly. And yeah. You should be very. Yeah. And we're not saying we don't like Evans or AB. Like I know even like last week we were a little unsure on Evans, but mm-hmm. I, I guess like when Gronk's out, he's just gonna do whatever. And then right, AB's been really solid. So like again, they're all in play. It's just we particularly like Godwin this week and think he could really ball out because he like. 
Godwin's going to be in the slot for the majority of the game anyway, but whoever Slay is on, he, since he takes sides, it'll rotate a bit. You'll probably see a little Evans. You'll probably see a little AB. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not all going to be on one side of the field that, that Slay isn't. They're <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think Evans probably does fine. I just like Godwin more. Yeah, and Godwin's still getting targets. It's not like he's being left out. Um like like he he wasn't you know the one to find the end zone last week, but he still he led the team in targets with eleven last week still. So, Oof. it's not like there's a lack of uh volume or anything. So yeah, he's got let's see twenty three. He's got forty one targets uh, on the year, so it's just over eight a game. So I'd say that's pretty good. Yeah, still plenty of work for him. Um, but outside of Godwin, I'm actually into Fournette again here. Um, mm-hmm. in terms of adjusted line yards, um, the Eagles are pretty low. Uh, defensively, and then the uh, Bucks have, Bucks are pretty high up there. They're actually third uh, on offensive and, and adjusted line yards, so that's a very favorable matchup for the. You know, a lot of times I think adjusted line yards is a pretty fair metric for run blocking. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, Tampa should have a pretty easy time on the ground this game as well. So, if or possibly you know who maybe should just say when they get ahead, uh, <laughs> Fournette can be the guy. Yeah, I would I would have to say I agree with that as well. I I don't see any reason Fournette isn't a good play this week. The Eagles yeah. defense, it's not really a funnel of any kind. You just have to not stink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, much. like you have to just be able to survive their pass rush, but their defense is all around just sort of like average to above average. So it's not really a funnel of any kind. I like I think Fournette's fine as the run game, uh, the main contributor to that. I mean, I I also think the Bucks passing game will be fine because they're both going to play off each other. Yeah, and uh, I was looking through like uh, the games and like Bright. So he only got like he didn't do like anything last game, but he did get six targets the game before. Uh, where are you at on him? I'm like I don't know how necessary it is. Cause it seems like Gronk's targets have mostly just been replaced by like Evans' targets. Yeah, I'm just kind of getting the feeling this week that we see Bright. It's just like, it, I don't know if it's because it's a Thursday night or the if it's the Eagles, but I don't think that their safety play has been particularly great. Um, I, I remember the Eagles-Dallas game. I mean, Dallas tight-ended them all over the place. Yeah, I mean, they've got Epps in the cloud. But, like yeah, like you said, that is a good example. I guess, like, Dallas, you know, wrecking them with Schultz, basically. I There are a few where I'm going to go all in on break this week. All right, all right. I, I think there is a possibility that he gets, you know, his signature, maybe only uh, 30 yards, but maybe two touchdowns. <laughs> that would be so troll. Oh, my gosh. Because but... the one thing we do know about the Eagles is their interior D-line is pretty solid against the run, um, especially if they're at, like, the goal line. I kind of expect, like, were the Buccaneers to find themselves at the one to say, and it's not enough. It's too much for Brady to sneak it, you know? Hand it off to Fournette, gets stuffed. Who's getting the ball next? Probably Brate. <laughs> maybe maybe Mevins. Yeah, Brate or Mevins, the two tall guys right. left, yeah. So I'm I'm I guess I'm saying I'm taking one of Gronk's to Evans' touchdown from last week and giving it to Brate. That's fair. That's pretty fair, I'd say. Um I'm pretty into the tight end on the other side of this game with Zach Ertz because hey. Goddard uh, got put on the COVID list on Tuesday, uh, and I don't think he'll be back in time for this game. So 
I think it would be really tough for him. I, it's probably possible given the timeline, but it's not likely. Yeah, it's pretty unlikely. Um, Ertz actually has more targets on the season than Goddard. Yeah, he was already Which is averaging. Wild. Yeah, he was already doing better, and now Goddard's out entirely or potentially. So yeah, he's averaging five a game. Um, it hasn't materialized a bunch. He's only got 160 yards, and he's got the one touchdown. Um, Goddard's obviously been more effective with his targets. I mean, I don't think that's a surprise at this point. But Ertz right. should be in line for a lot of targets in a game where they have to throw a lot. So I think he makes a great stream for anyone with Kyle Pitts on a bye. Um, mm-hmm. Or, like, if you've got, you know, Ertz out, or, or sorry, uh, Kittle out, you've got to put Ertz in there. But what about the rest of the Eagles? We, we kind of have a lot of them in stream territory. Where are you with the receivers? And yeah, so if I'm the Buccaneers, my game plan here is to contain Hertz. Mm-hmm. I think that would be my main strategy. So they're going to force him to throw. Um, I think Hertz can throw, but he has to, he's, he might have to throw a lot. Um, so I kind of have Hertz as a stream option. I don't think Hertz has a complete banger of a game. He might. I mean, he totally can. We know what he can do. Um, but I think most of his fantasy will have to come from his receivers doing a lot of the legwork for him. So I actually like his receivers more than him this week, which is kind of weird. Uh, not that usual. But if I'm picking some, I really, I mean, I think Devontae Smith is just a PPR monster this game. Um, whether or not he finds the end zone is kind of just suspect, but I do think he probably has 10 catches. Uh, I have to say I kind of like Rager as well. Um, and I really like our boy, not Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, <laughs> to get a lot of the receiving work when they are most likely inevitably losing in the fourth quarter there. I- I'm with you on Gainwell. Um, he's been more involved in games where they've really been in catch-up mode, and I expect that here. Um, maybe, maybe but my also, yeah, I was gonna say, but also the Buccaneers pass catching backs. Yeah, and so like maybe Miles Sanders gets some receptions, but yeah, like pass catching running backs have been getting some production uh, against the Bucks, and like I said, the bit the big like uh oh big scary run D. Um, I mean that is a thing, of course, with the Bucks, but right. teams are getting so behind and having to pass so much that. The running backs are getting involved, and with the pressure that they bring a lot of times, you know, sometimes the path of least resistance is a running back dump off. So, yeah, like we just saw Gaskin this past week have a pretty good receiving game, and they'll sometimes pass the Sanders, but they clearly like to pass to Gainwell. So, I think Gainwell definitely has some PPR uh, value this week. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about Sanders; it's tough. God, I know he's so he's probably. Weird I mean, it. PPR it stinks because you have him. You're probably not benching him, mm-hmm. especially as bye weeks are coming up. Yeah, that's make, that makes it tough, and like all these injuries happening too. It's hard to sit him, but I don't. I don't know where I'd rank him per se. That may be one where we, as we go through next week's games. Well, actually, I guess this will already be done when we go through these games. All right, so where where do we put Miles Sanders? I get among running backs here. I, I think I think this, this is probably a good exercise to go through and think about. Like, okay. So I guess just to set the stage, are we saying this based off of what he we know he can do, or off of the like realistically what the Eagles are doing with him um, right now? I guess wh- where we rank him this week, and I, I like I, that's kind okay. of both. I guess like so for okay. week six, we'll say PPR because that makes him a lot more viable. I think. Um, mm-hmm. Are you starting Miles Sanders against Tampa, or are you starting? Uh, let's let's make this fun. Miles Gaskin against Jacksonville. Ooh. <laughs> Which Miles are you going with here? Oh, 
Mm-hmm. I'm going with Miles Sanders there, actually, personally. Uh, and because like Miles Gaskin, like his good game was from receiving, and they don't, they're not gonna have to pass a ton on the Jags. So, like, I, I'm I'm more Miles Sanders there. Yeah, I think I'm more Miles Sanders. All right, they're both just. All right, let's go to some of the replacement backs. We've got Damian Williams, Daryl Williams, and Devontae Booker. Where do you put Miles Sanders with them? Uh, let's see. I have to look at their Yeah, so Damien Williams right. gets Green Bay. Daryl yes. gets Washington. And then yeah. Booker gets the Rams. So I think we could say that's not Damien, ideal. yes. Yeah, I, I would go Damien over Sanders here, I think, against Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Daryl's a tough one because it's Washington – but they don't. They are. They also like Philly. Don't like to run the running backs very much. Yeah. Ugh. I I would play him over Booker, assuming Glennon is starting. Yeah, definitely. The Daryl one is really tough, though. Like, which sucks. I know. I don't want to jump too much into the preview, but it could easily be like a Pat Mahomes revenge brigade this week, yeah. where he just doesn't hand the ball off once. Oh no! Um, yeah. That's that's you know like possible. the Jets game last year. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Uh, what about <laughs> what about Josh Jacobs or Miles Sanders? Josh Jacobs gets uh, Denver here. Gets Denver. Um, I I think I would go Josh Jacobs there. I'm kind of thinking that, and the reason why is there's been so much turmoil with the Raiders the past few days. Uh, new coach is going to come in and sort of rely on the guys that you should lean on. Uh-huh. You know, like you get a new job somewhere and maybe you're in a management position, you look to like your strongest employees to sort of lead while you figure things out. I would assume Jacobs probably gets a good amount of work this week. I would probably go Jacobs. Me too. It's tough cuz we know what Miles Sanders can do. It's just why won't they fucking do it? <laughs> okay, so I have a question. Do you think Miles Sanders outscores Kate Gainwell this week? <laughs> it's not. It's not a bet. I no. I yeah, I think I think he's got you know favorable odds to, but I don't right. think it's by a lot. Especially if we're talking PPR, like standard out maybe yeah, but PPR like Gainwell could rack up like six catches, so it's tough. No, but. Either way, it's gross, and yeah, I think Gainwell counts as a stream. I think Sanders is kind of almost in the territory, too. Yeah, um, whichever one you have. Yeah, and we said we talked about Devonta getting a lot of catches. I I agree with you on uh, Rago or two. Um, So, Ross Cockrell's in the slot. Um, That'll be where Quez is. I think Ross Cockrell, he's been fine enough. I think he can hold up with Quez. Uh, Jalen Ragor is going to be playing a split on the outside. He and Devonta pretty much move around a lot on the outside. Uh, mm-hmm. Jamel Dean's on one side, but Richard Sherman is on the other side. And these guys yes. are both a lot faster than Richard Sherman is right now. Very much so. So these guys will probably get most of their production there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And, of course, Smith will go into the slot, too, I think. Yeah. Every now and he then. He and Rager have been a little bit, but not a lot. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of whoever's not on Dean. And I expect things to kind of move for the wide receivers yeah. a little bit more. Um, yeah, because like I kind of just like a lot of them. I think Regor is probably the any touch time or any touchdown time scorer play, and I think Devonte Smith is the PPR play. I like it. Yeah, but yeah, I'm looking at this and so yeah, like, yeah, Jamel Jean plays right side, Sherman plays left, Ross Cockrell plays slot. For the most part, that's how they do it. Um, and yeah, I'm just like 
Richard Sherman's gonna get targeted so hard this game. He might, and he might get burned. Oh, he's gotta, yeah. It's just a matter of who burns him. <laughs> but So, like, score-wise, do you think this, like, is this... 32-20, <sighs> which is, you know, not far off that... from the spread, but I think 32-20, something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little more, maybe like 32, like 24. I, th- I think 21 might be more possible than 20 because I can see like the Philly actually like, getting their touchdowns here. Yeah, 31 for Tampa seems very right. Yeah, that range. Four touchdowns and a field goal there yeah, when they're, right. they're ahead. Mm-hmm. And then Philly's probably going to have seven points until the fourth and then probably get up to about maybe 24 yeah. At best. I, I could also see the 20 being like, oh, they go for a two-pointer and don't get it as well. Like, right. <laughs> so that range. So the, we, we think the total's right, but we, so I guess we have Tampa covering is what we're saying right. almost. Although 31-22, I, there we go. Yeah, because 31-24 <laughs> would be the spread. That would just be a push. But it's I think I think we're kind of leaning Tampa cover, but it's pretty mm-hmm. pretty good on it all in general, I think. Yeah, I think Tampa probably covers. Yeah. But I... I yeah. I think Vegas is pretty close on it all, though. Like I said, 50, 52 and a half over under seven point spread. On the I road, know, just, too. I just, for Thursday night games, for some reason, like, shit just goes wrong. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> and, like, Brady did pop up with, like, a thumb thing or something. They're saying he's fine and he's going to play and all good. But, mm-hmm. yeah, he had a, he had an ouchie on his thumb and it was wrapped and stuff. So, Aww. His fingy. Yeah, he needs a kiss on it from his son, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he needs his gronky poo. <laughs> uh, yeah, no no gronky poo this week, of course. Uh, he's still out. I, I saw something, like, sort of brutal sounding. I guess he's got, like, uh, so he has bro- yeah, broken ribs, punctured lung. They're kind of listing him out with, like, multiple internal injuries. I'm like, what the fuck? That sounds so <laughs> painful. Yeah. Breathing. Yeah. We take breathing for granted. It must suck when that really hurts. Gosh, yeah. Poor Gronk. Ne- ne- needs a CBD. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, but... Uh, I'm Super Bowl champion Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> oh, man, dude. I those... need my CBD. Oh, that was one of those commercials. The I forget what it's called. That insurance company that's only for military. Oh, man. But they're like... AARP? Yeah. I don't remember. And they're like, they're like Gronk, you are they're like Gronk, you are special. Or like, <laughs> right? Well, I'm special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Gronk, very you're very special, Gronk. <laughs> very special. Oh man, him him coming up on the Manning cast that night was great. I I missed I missed the Manning cast this past Monday. Well, they didn't do it this that that I think they're taking a break until what week seven or something. I don't remember when they come back, but I I, I was looking through the Monday night games and I think the. Yeah, the week seven Monday night with the Saints and Seahawks. That's going to be so funny between Jameis and then the Seahawks being super conservative. And Geno. Yeah. (laughs) They're going to be breaking down a Geno and Jameis game. Oh, Oh, God. That's going to be a great mini cast. Yes. Oh, gosh. But uh, in the meantime, uh, thank you all for tuning in. We'll be back. Uh, We'll be doing our recording for the preview on Friday. So that'll probably be on Saturday. But again, thank you for tuning in. You can find us on the interwebs at mozzyandthemuscle.com, uh, where I'll, I'll be posting, for the most part, two articles weekly on DFS. I've been doing like a midweek and then a weekend one. Mm-hmm. And then you can find us on Twitter and TikTok at Mozzie and Muscle.